I feel like now we should have a storytelling like fairy tale music that comes in. Yeah. And it's like once upon a time, me John wanted to find the most perfect software to tell a story. <laughs> and he downloaded Hindenburg Journalist. Bro. And, and then he recorded and then he edited and then he mixed it down and it became the best sounding story ever. The end. <laughs> Welcome to Hindenburg. Jude, do you want to start us off? Welcome to Tooltip Time, the podcast that helps you find the right tools 10 times faster. I'm Jude Brewer. And I'm Yijan Zulu. And today we're going to be exploring Hindenburg Journalist Pro. How about you start with tell me the difference between, you know, regular Hindenburg and Hindenburg Pro. Oh my God, there's so many different Hindenburgs. It's very confusing. Um, but I just wanted to share with uh, users, this is actually the DAW that I use now because I love it so much better than um, the Apple uh, program that I was using in the past. So I've, I'm, a, I'm a now a Hindenburg convert thanks to this podcast. Okay, that, that makes one of us to be a Hindenburg convert. Um, well, we, we, we did have some hiccups today, so maybe maybe it's not perfect. But <laughs> yeah, uh, note, we would like to note that we are not currently recording with Hindenburg Journalist. But we will be recording my audio today using Hindenburg Field Recorder, which is a really cool app that you can use if you're traveling and need to, you know, get some audio for your podcast. So to give people the lay of the land, the premise of Hindenburg is that it's a digital audio workstation that was specifically designed for broadcast radio and podcasters. And it's also a tool made for audio storytellers. So it's trying to do a lot of things all at once. But since our focus is really on podcasting, it's basically... Um, it's basically software that was made so that you can focus more on telling the story and less on like having to... like painstakingly fix the audio. Does that make sense? Yeah. So as you're explaining this, I'm already kind of realizing why your answer was, oh, there are so many Hindenburg. So this isn't, I mean, do they have tiers, like designated tiers? And are you essentially paying for more features or is it, can you customize it? Is it, is it all mostly customizing based on how you're using it? So, so there are lots of different types of Hindenburg. There's a there's a sort sort of like entry level journalist one that's very cheap. Hindenburg Pro is the one that I think has the best bang for your buck. And then any time that you go above that, that's really what you might use if you were going to make an audio book. In which case, you can like record the audio and then create audio chapters using Hindenburg. Okay, tell our listeners what was sign up like. So sign up wasn't that hard. Um, it, I mean, it, Hindenburg is really software that like lives on your computer. So you do have to download it. And then they send you an email with a key. You enter your key because obviously it's a, it's protected software. And we did like the 30 day trial of journalist pro. Um, so that was, you know, a little clunky, but it's no different than downloading a new, a new bit of software for your computer. Once you're, once you download it though, it installs pretty easily. The setup's fine. And then you're just right into Hindenburg and your workstation is there. What's nice about this is that, you know, I've actually taken my laptop to the cafe and then if there's no internet, you know, I don't lose anything and I don't, it doesn't have to like constantly back up. So yeah, those are great features. Uh, you want to tell me how support was? Yeah, so Hindenburg has a lot of tutorial videos that are watch and learn. So in terms of like Hindenburg being easy to use, like obviously it's a new system. So for me, when I first got in, I was like very, very intimidated. But they have like a whole tutorial on how to do each separate thing 
in a video that you can watch. So teaching yourself to learn a Hindenburg is actually super easy because you basically have an online tutorial class that you can take. And that to me is a godsend because it, it's so intimidating to try and learn a new DAW. So like for me, this was such a breakthrough. And I was like, why doesn't Pro Tools or, um, you know, Audition have this? And maybe they do and we'll, we'll find out one day. But I'm just so shocked that Hindenburg like went to so much trouble to explain all of these things to people. Well, that's great. That's great that they actually have a large, it sounds like they have a good encyclopedia of knowledge that's available um, as far as live agents who are able to help you if you had an issue. Um, yeah. So that was a little bit more of a, more of a problem because it took me, I couldn't re- actually find like where their support, like how to contact them was. And so that was really kind of hard. Like I, and I'm sure that they make it hard so that you don't reach out to them. Um, (laughs) so, um, so I ended up reaching out to filling out their online form, which got sent to actually their online form gets sent to the sales team, which is kind of weird. And so then after the confusion of trying to find, um, the, how to contact support, which I couldn't find, the sales team three days later forwarded my request to support. And I heard back about like four hour, four hours and 24 minutes later. So they're pretty responsive if you know where to email. Sure. You know, hey, four, I mean, four hours is good. If you did know where to email, that's not a bad response time. Obviously, it's not any like emergency that you could would be able to solve right there in the moment if you're in the middle of recording. So does their higher tier uh, allow for more uh, for higher priority support? Um, I don't think so. I think it's just one general type of support. What is interesting, though, to note is that my question was actually about being able to record remotely with people. And they told me that I would be able to record up to three to four people using Zoom or Google Hangouts, but I would only get one mixed track. So it if you were to try and remotely record with Zoom, you'll only get one track. Interesting. Well, so we actually did attempt this and that was (laughs) a bit of a hassle. And it did not work, which is so strange. So actually, I feel like now we have to write them back and be like, you lied. Because apparently there is a third party program that allows uh, Hindenburg to speak to Zoom and Skype and any sort of like, you know, remote recording software. And Presumably. Presumably. Yes. Allegedly. Allegedly. Um, (laughs) And then I guess maybe the developer is in a fight with Apple or something because I downloaded that software and it did not download. And like we we had to fight. I think it probably took us the better part of half an hour to try and at least get it installed into one of our computers. And then when it when it when and then when we did get installed, it didn't work. Mm hmm. Yeah, it's Soundflower allowed me to I it's an unide- it it comes from what's called Apple deems an unidentified developer. And so you had to go through several security checks. I did have to like restart my computer, finally go back in, was able to install it. And then even after I did install it, uh Soundflower still did not uh record me John's audio just mine. So it, it still I still wasn't able to. I'm guessing if we had PCs, there would have been a different story. Yeah, unfortunately. That being said, I do want to talk about how intuitive um, Hindenburg is. Because in the past, when I've been trying to adjust levels, 
like let's say in like GarageBand or something, I have to change the view so that I can actually see how loud the 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 line of sound is. What's so cool about Hindenburg is it's all in one, and it has an automatic leveler that ha- that happens when you plug the audio in. So if you bring in someone who's super soft, Hindenburg will automatically raise the level of their volume. And then it works also. And then also if they're too loud, it shrinks it automatically. And then if, if you want to dampen it even more, there's a feature where you then click it. There's a feature where you click it and then it damps it even more. So just by using Hindenburg, as opposed to like using like a garage band, like a cheaper form of DAO, um, the sound quality of your podcast just goes up astronomically, which is, and I think this is why it's a very commonly used tool by reporters who might not necessarily want to put in the work to learn Pro Tools or Audition or, you know, Reaper, but they want to have quality sound that they can hand off to an engineer. Hmm. Interesting. So, Mijan, why don't we take a break and listen to the audio that we did record through Hindenburg Journalist, and we'll see how that went, and then we'll come right back. All right, and we are back. What was that experience like for you, uh, recording and then listening back and any editing? Well, what's really cool about Hindenburg Journalist Pro, and I do have to say that the free light version does not record as well, like the same quality of audio, is that it actually works pretty well. Um, I was able to hook it, I was able to connect it with my, um, my professional mic using um, uh, uh, the same sort of interface that that I would use to um, plug into my phone or computer. Mm -hmm. I was also, I also tested it in like three different ways. So the first way was just, um, was with, with my mic, which gave super high quality sound, a little bit dampened with almost no background noise. Testing. Hello. Then I just tried just using Hindenburg by itself Testing, testing, one, two, three. And I noticed that there was a lot, it was picking up a lot of background noise. So the gain was like way too high. I turned the gain boost off and the quality of audio was pretty good. Testing, testing, one, two, three. Which means that if I was I was traveling and I wanted to do like a little interview with someone and I had a quiet room and a place to sort of like encapsulate the phone, I could probably get a pretty good sound quality recording with that person. I guess the only downside is you couldn't like send it to your podcast guest to use because they'd have to pay $29 to use the app. But it's essentially like you get your own portable Zoom recorder. And I mean like the Zoom H, H5 or the H6. Like I, I would agree. And th- that's what's so cool about it. Like if I were traveling and I needed to do like a tape sync, I could probably get a pretty good tape sync just by using this app. Okay. So it's like the software version of uh, how Pro Tools plugins kind of imitate more analog instruments. This is just almost imitating that through the software. Yeah. And it's it was so it was such a cool feature. Um some of the other cool things that they have in Hindenburg is they have this magic leveler, which is supposed to just set everything to the right level. I used it once and it worked pretty well. The second time I used it, I didn't like it because it randomly chooses which sound to boost. And I usually edit like interviews and sometimes people talk over one another. And sometimes I like leaving it as is because they say, you know, and then other times, um, you know, I want to dampen certain sections and the magic leveler like will basically like 
only allow one person to have the attention. So sometimes the side commentary gets lost. So I would not recommend using the magic leveler as a feature. Well, so you, you mentioned not recommending those features. Given all of what you have been able to do with it and what you've been able to discover, who would you actually recommend this software for? I think this is great software for anyone that wants to podcast but doesn't necessarily want to learn Pro Tools because Hindenburg has a feature where you can actually save your file into a form that a, that someone who's using Pro Tools would be able to open. So it means that you can interchangeably edit with a with an engineer without needing to like learn their software. And I feel like Hindenburg is so intuitive in the sense that it takes care of a lot of the leveling issues that you might have to deal with. So you can just focus on editing the story. That's right. Yeah. So so it's really good for like an indie podcaster that's just getting started, although it's a little bit more expensive. I would definitely recommend the Journalist Pro, not the lighter version. It's for an indie podcaster, for a small business, for a larger business, if they're going to be you know editing their own podcast, or if they want to assign someone to do the first pass over the audio and then hand that off to an engineer. So you know then you're just paying them for the sound and the mixing, and without needing to like spend without needing the engineer to spend hours like, you know, first organizing all the information. So I think it gives the control back to the storyteller. And then the sound editing part is sort of like handled by the program. Interesting. Uh, That sounds, um, that's right. Actually, the first couple episodes uh, you recorded through Hindenburg on your side, because I remember you sent me those files over and you were able to just export it as a Pro Tools project file. Isn't that correct? Yeah, yeah. So it's 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 incredibly interchangeable and I, I think it's like a great equalizer for people that want to work in podcasts. So I mean Hindenburg is bomb. And like you said, the obviously the help encyclopedia it seems prolific enough or it has a large enough volume that if someone is new to it, they should potentially be able to teach themselves to use it, right? Yeah, and I think you learn a lot. And then in addition, like with like for each track that you use, Hindenburg has compressors. It has noise reduction. It also has um, a loudness meter to try and maintain the same level of volume for each track, which I think is a godsend because sometimes, you know, people's mics aren't as strong. So in general, when I use Hindenburg, I get an even sound from all of my guests. And then I also can um, do, I can also do crossfades which is so cool. So I can, on the same track without needing to create a new one, um, I can dim down the, the first thing they were saying and then overlap it with the next thing. Wow. Okay. So they're really, in a way, these tools sound like they are automating stuff you would have to have more of a technical hand at doing. Am I right? Yeah. Yeah. Because like, if I wanted to do that, let's say I wanted to pick up, um, you know, if I wanted to pick up where I left off and there was like an um, but like it didn't sound natural because I can blend the two different parts of the track together. I can really recreate like, you know, a natural sounding conversation. And then in terms of like cleaning up audio, you know, how sometimes you have that guest that's always umming and has all these like tiny sounds, Mm -hmm. the level of detail to which you can see the sound in Hindenburg allows you to easily just take that out. Oh, instead of, you know, just pro tools, plugins, 
or come really limited. In fact, the Power Pro Tools comes in through buying a lot of additional plugins. So mm-hmm. you're saying Hindenburg with this price comes essentially with all those features you would normally get in a little bit of an easier package. Yes. So this is a little bit more of a pricier DAW. Journalist Pro actually costs $399, which is insane. But you can also rent the software pretty cheaply for three, six, nine, twelve months. So, you know, if you don't have the money to like shell out, um, you can just rent it. Journalist without the pro is $99. And then there's an even higher tier, which you'd only really need for audiobooks, which is like $499. Okay. When you say audiobooks, what do you mean necessarily by that? Like, why would it be more for that? Oh, because I mean, it's so intense. Like you can literally like see the chapter and then record and record the audio for the chapter. And then you could like sell that to Kindle or whatever. Fascinating. Um, I'm wondering what publishers, if any, are actually probably using Hindenburg over Pro Tools for that reason. Well, and and I wonder if because you can make files interchangeably, the publisher can work in Hindenburg and then pass that on to the engineer for like the finishing touches. So I think it's like a tool that partners really well with Pro Tools. I don't think that they necessarily like, I don't even feel like it's a competition because everyone knows that like there's an industry standard, but I think it's great that there's a more intuitive way to work within that standard. The fact that they are open to working with other softwares and making their stuff readily available to play on them, that's very nice. It means that they understand everybody uses different software. We want to make it as easy as possible for people to want to collaborate, which makes it even more sad that Apple and them seem there seems to be something there. Not not getting along. I'm sure it's like a audition like you know scam. <laughs> <laughs> well, Apple, um, please support Hindenburg. Do whatever yeah. you can because it sounds like a wonderful program. Hindenburg is dope. Um, I definitely. I feel like they promise to make they promise to like basically make storytelling easier. And I definitely got that, which I think has been so great because I've wanted to improve the quality of the audio of the podcast that I make. And I feel like in this program, it actually is possible. I feel like now we should have a storytelling like fairy tale music that comes in. Yeah. And it's like, once upon a time, me, John, wanted to find the most perfect software to tell a story. <laughs> and he downloaded Hindenburg Journalist. Bro. <laughs> And then he recorded, and then he edited, and then he mixed it down, and it became the best sounding story ever. The end. (laughs) Well, the story continues in this episode and many more, but, um, you know, Hindenburg, you're pretty cool. Um, So thanks for listening, everybody. And until next time. I'm Jude Brewer. And I'm Mijan Zulu, and we'll see you on Tooltip Time. (laughs) 